It is Monday, March 7th, and MLB is still locking out the players. The minor leaguers report to spring training tomorrow, but it's going to look different and it's going to work different because of the lockout. Let's talk about it. You are Locked On MLB Prospects, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yes, welcome on into Locked on MLB Prospects, your home for all things minor league baseball. I'm your host, Lindsey Crosby, baseball writer for Sports Illustrated. Thank you for making us your first listen every single day. In today's episode, speaking of thank you, it's brought to you by our friends at Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online is where the game starts. So, spring training starts tomorrow for the minor leaguers, but it's going to look different. And the biggest reason it's going to look different, obviously, is the fact that any prospect on a 40-man roster cannot report to spring training and cannot play in games until there's a new CBA. You may remember from last week when I briefly talked about this, but just about a third of guys on 40-man rosters are prospects. They're not guys in the major leagues. Major league, you have a 26-man roster. And the reason for that is because of the rules around the the, the Rule 5 draft. So when you, make sure I have my notes correct, when you are drafted, the year you're drafted and signed impacts the timing to go on the 40-man roster. So for the Rule 5 draft, if you have been, if you were signed under the age of 18, then you have five years before you have to be protected from the draft. If you sign 19 or above, it's four years before you are signed and protected for the draft. And so the issue here is teams face a decision on certain guys before they're ready to go to MLB. And last year, teams had to make these decisions back in November. The end of the season, World Series is over, the Braves won it, they're champs, we're going to do all of our end-of-season processing. And one of the things is we have to give you our protection list. Well, usually the Rule 5 draft would have been done in December at the winter meetings. Now, it can't happen until the lockout is over. But while there's a lockout, these guys have been training all winter. Some of them went to fall ball. Some of them are going to start playing the year for their minor league teams, and they can be scouted, and they can be watched. Uh, But the guys that can't be scouted and can't be watched are the guys on 40-man rosters who are prospects. 37 of the top 100 are not going to be able to go to minor league spring training and are not going to be able to play minor league games despite not being MLB players. They're in the minors. Now, there's you can split these guys up in some groups. So group one is guys that are technically... Still prospects, but they were going to be in the big leagues this year. Like a race pitcher, Shane Boss. He started playoff games. He was going to be in in MLB all year unless there was service time chicanery. Uh, Kiebert Ruiz, catcher for the Nationals. He was going to be in MLB all year. Reed Detmers, pitcher for the Angels. He was going to be in MLB all year. But you can look at guys that were added for service time reasons uh, that needed this year to develop and were not going to be major leaguers this year. And just, you know... When you see the list, four Guardians prospects in the top 100 
are not going to be able to go to spring training. Three pirates, four twins, three ra- like it affects just a, not every single team, but just about like most of the teams are affected by this. And there's some 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 guys who I can kind of think about off the top of my head that needed this year development that aren't going to get it. So Royce Lewis of the Twins, uh, shortstop, third baseman, number one overall in 2017. You remember he struggled in 2019, kind of broke out in the AFL. Right, So the 2019 Arizona Fall League had a great year in the Fall League. And then 2020, lost the season due to COVID. And then he tore his right ACL and he lost 2021. So they've had to make a decision on him to protect him. And by putting him on the 40-man roster, they haven't seen him play baseball in two years. He's a guy that needs reps, needs to be able to play. He needs to go to spring training. He needs to go play in games every day. He's not going to be able to do that because he's on the 40-man roster. Uh, Jays catcher Gabriel Moreno, 2016 IFA. uh, Lost the back half of 2019 with a broken thumb. Looked really good in the fall league in 2019 as well. Lost 2020 to COVID. He's a guy like you want to see him get more high-level at-bats against the pitching. You want to see him get more. we, We talk about with catchers all the time. You want to see them get as many reps as possible, calling games, handling a pitching staff and all of that. He's a guy that can't do any of that. And there's a chance he may get called up to start in Toronto, despite having not gotten that time this spring to acclimate. So it's a situation where, again, he's really hurt by being on the 40-man and not being able to go to minor league spring training. Um, I mentioned the Guardians had three guys. The big one I think about, uh, Brian Rocchio, 2017 IFA. And again, same thing. He's a... He's a guy, he needed time at AAA this season to mature so that he could make his debut in 23. I mean, not being able to play until the lockout's over, it feels like to me, now you're in a situation, assuming the service time rules don't change, which we haven't heard anything about them changing, you very much can see a very realistic scenario where Cleveland starts next year off with him in the minors and says, we lost so much development time, we need a little bit more time with him on the farm to get him ready to be our everyday shortstop. And he gets called up next year right after the Super 2 deadline. Convenient how that happens so often. Uh, The Royals, MJ Melendez and Nick Prado, both guys had bad 2019s. Lost 2020, had good rebound 2021s. You need to see more. You need to see them play this spring so you know where they are and you can correctly, we've had bad seasons from these guys. We've seen good seasons from these guys. I personally think they're more the 2021 guys than the 2019 guys, but you can't watch them do it. You can't actually see that happen. And then the biggest one, the biggest just absolute uh, theft of the joy that we get to watch is Julio Rodriguez, outfielder for the Mariners. I mean... He is a superstar in waiting. He's got he's got the skill set. He's got the tools. He's got the personality. I mean, he's going to be the face of the franchise for Seattle for a long time. And he went into the Dominicans Olympic squad and he competed there. But like this year was supposed to be the year where he maybe started off in AAA for a little while. And then he went from there to the big leagues and started crushing it. And now he has to wait. And so, and, and all of, all of these guys, 
not just the 37 in the top 100, all of these guys who are prospects uh, who, who can't go to spring training yet. The Marlins have two pitchers. Um, you know, the, 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 the Braves have Pache and Waters, the outfielders. Like, they can't go. And so the big thing I think about is all of this stuff happens, is happening right now. They're on the 40-man roster because of the Rule 5 draft. And in just a minute, I want to tell you why maybe we should just cancel the Rule 5 draft. Uh, but first, today's episode is brought to you by our friends at Bet Online. So football is over for the season. It is done. Basketball is in full steam for both pro and college hoops. So for the latest odds, totals, player performance props, all the way to where like fired coaches are going to go and stuff. BetOnline.net is your number one spot for all your sports betting needs and is the best spot for your sports scores and news this season. So not just basketball, BetOnline.net has hockey, has boxing, has UFC. So head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action because BetOnline is where the game starts. So the Rule 5 draft is the big issue here. We've already seen reports out that scouts are getting banned from backfields. That when spring training opens tomorrow, scouts are not going to be allowed to attend and roam the backfields like they usually do. Uh, minor league spring training games are going to start in a couple weeks. And so then you would presume that scouts will be able to come in because they can just wa- walk in with the fans. You're not going to ban fans. That would be the worst look right now for MLB is to ban fans from coming into parks. But so many teams have already said, like, no, we're not allowing scouts to come in. And that's because the Rule 5 draft. So the way the Rule 5 draft works, I mentioned it in the first segment, but uh, you have to make a 40-man roster decision. If a guy signs age 18 or below, you have five years from when he signs to make the decision. If he signs at 19 or older, you have four years. At the end of that time, you have to either put him on the 40-man roster, or leave him unprotected. And so if you leave him unprotected, other teams can go out and take that player in the Rule 5 draft. Now, when you do that, you have to, one, you have to pay $100,000 for that player. And then two, you have to keep him on your 26-man roster all year unless he's on the injured list. If you are to get rid of him. He's subject to waivers. You have to offer him back to his original team for $50,000 and all of that. But we've seen, in recent years, we've seen a lot of guys go in the Rule 5 draft. Last year, Garrett Whitlock and Akil Badu. I mean, the Tigers got a start. I got a starter. Didn't start the whole season. But the Tigers got a starter from the Rule 5 draft. Um, Garrett Whitlock, I mean, an important piece of that Red Sox team that went pretty far in the playoffs, came from the Rule 5 draft. And there's like certain benchmarks you can look for for a player to be successful when you're trying to select Rule 5 guys. And so, like right now, so many teams have just banned all scouts. I want to say 16 teams have banned all scouts and another another couple was like, 10, like 9 or 10 have restricted who can come in. There's only five teams that are allowing scouts unlimited access to their squads. Uh, The Reds, the Brewers, the A's, the Rays, and the Mariners. Those five teams are letting scouts come in. And everybody else is not. And if you think about it, there's Rule 5 draft in there. And we need to, you know, we need to, to figure that out. But then also, once spring training starts... Once the CBA is agreed to and spring training actually starts for the big leagues, you're going to have the free agent signings are going to be done. You're going to have trades happen. And 
not being able to scout minor league players just means that there's going to be more risk with these trades. So you're going to see either teams asking for more higher level prospects or less deals because teams don't necessarily know what they're going to be getting if they ask you for a prospect. Uh, they can't they can't adequately evaluate a player that they haven't seen play since last August versus being able to scout him in the spring. So what I want to do, cancel this year's Rule 5 draft. Uh, there was some... There was something from Jeff Passan at ESPN. There was something from uh, Rosenthal at The Athletic talking about MLB teams have asked MLB, can you go ahead and do something like this? Now, it is subject to MLBPA approval, but I feel like you're probably going to get that because I, as, you know, because as of now, it's not, it's not going to work well. Um, if you have a Rule 5 draft after the CBA is signed, one, teams can go in and they can get a guy. It's not fair to the to the team that has the rights to the player because they had to make the decision in November with less information than a team would have now. So like one, it's just inherently unfair unless you let a team update its protection lists. Uh, but then two, any player that is selected... And this is why I think the Player Association would be fine canceling the Rule 5 draft, even though it gets minor leaguers paid because they get big league salary. Because one, every spot on a major league roster that is taken by a Rule 5 draft guy is one less spot than an MLB free agent can get. And I think the Players Association has shown that when push comes to shove, they will protect big league players at the expense of minor leaguers. But the other reason why I think the MLBPA would probably be fine with, uh, with allowing the Rule 5 draft to not happen this year is because a player selected in the Rule 5 draft is now subject to a shortened spring training. You only have three weeks. And so you are trying to, uh, to, to earn an opportunity to stick on that roster and have an actual role on that team all season. And you now, instead of six weeks of spring training, you get three. You didn't get a chance to join your organization in January and go to a mini camp and meet the coaches and start hitting and doing all of that stuff. You only have this shortened period. I mean, we're, we've been talking about when the CBA signed, it may be two weeks and we're into spring training. And so you have a very limited time frame to make this happen. And so... To me, the logical explanation or like the, the logical course of action is cancel this year's Rule 5 draft. I think the players would be okay with it. Uh, the organizations don't want to have it. And for the reasons that we lined out, like they, they had to make their selections. They were in essence projecting future value where teams that would take a guy in a Rule 5 draft can look at what he did this spring. Um, and then our friends at MILB Advocates, um, you know, advocates for minor leaguers who is going out there and has, has been in front of all of the stuff, the housing policy, everything else. Go out, support advocates for minor leaguers. You can follow them on Twitter. I think it's at MILB Advocates. But they put out a statement about this too. They said, after four years in the minors, players should be free agents. MLB teams should be paying minor leaguers themselves, not each other, for player services. And if you think about it, they got a point. Uh, right now, if you remember from our I think it was a couple, a couple weeks ago, we talked about when you sign that uniform player contract, you are bound to that organization for seven seasons. The Rule 5 deadline 
for you, either four or five years, is when your team is having to make the decision, do we think this guy can contribute to our big league ball club? And if they think you can, and they they protect you, if they either do not think you can or they think you have enough risk, they don't protect you. MILB Advocates says, at that deadline, if they're not going to add you to the forty man to the you know, the forty man roster, uh, not call you up to the big leagues, you should be a free agent. In a perfect world, we probably redesign this system where something like that happens. Um, right now, obviously. Once they make that decision at either four or five years, they still have you until seven years in the minors. And then when you come up to the big leagues, they have you for another six. So if you're 20 years old, theoretically, they cannot call you up until you are 27 and you don't reach free agency until you are 33. And we all know that what M- what MLB does not do is they do not give incredibly long, incredibly huge contracts to over 30 players anymore. It just doesn't happen. And so I see their point of saying, hey, take that four-year or five-year decision point. And I think where that messes you up, and this is probably another show, I think where that messes you up is international players because the roster timeline really doesn't work out. I think that's going to be a different show, but I want to break down uh, the roster timeline when it comes to Rule 5 and when it comes to the protection decisions and how players especially international free agents, are really kind of hurt by that. Uh, But in just a minute, I mean, I am really curious about the logistics of how spring trading is going to work because I don't know if you can have that many teams in 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 that few places. And I'll tell you what I'm talking about in just a minute. But first, today's episode is brought to you by our friends at Built Bar. Uh, Built Bars are the protein bars that taste like a candy bar. They are better than candy bars. They are better for you. All Built Bars covered in 100% real chocolate. The puffs included. The puffs are protein-infused marshmallows. These things are fantastic. The flavors on these, coconut marshmallow, churro, banana cream pie, fantastic stuff. Um, But all of the Built Bars, 100% real chocolate, 130 calories, 17 grams of protein. Uh, I go to college baseball games right now. That's all that I have to do. And I stash these in my pockets. I stash these in my bag. If I need to pick me up at the ball game and I don't want more popcorn, you know, more sodium-laden popcorn and hot dogs, I pull out a Built Bar. So go to Built.com, check out all the flavors that they have. There's a lot of really good one. White chocolate cookies and cream was the new flavor for the month of February. I haven't seen what March's is yet, but they've got like coconut almond, cherry barcia, mint brownie, peanut butter brownie, all that great stuff. You can see that at the website, the regular flavors and the new flavors. While you're there, use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off your order. That's promo code LOCKED15 at Built.com. And today's episode is also brought to you by our friends at Rock Auto. And anybody who's a car person knows we've got, there's tons of makes and models and manufacturers of cars. And there's no way your local chain auto parts store is going to have everything they need back in the back in the shelves, which there's never any light back there behind them in those shelves, yet they somehow know where everything is and can find everything. It's wild to me. Uh, But you can't find what the, what the, the, storage shelf doesn't have. And there's so many parts for cars now that there's no way they're going to have everything in that store. So they're going to have to order it for you anyway. If there are already ordering for you, just go online to rockauto.com. Do it there. Rockauto.com is a family-owned business that's been serving DIYers for 20 years. Reliably low prices, everything you could ever need. 
I actually was looking up, I noticed a, a, a chip in my car's paint the other day and I pulled up the manufacturer, the make model, the year. It showed me all the paint colors. It showed me where to go to on the car, on the sticker to find the paint code. I put that in. It showed me this is the touch-up paint for your car with the sealant and everything. Here's the kit. Boom, done. Super fast, super easy. I called the dealership to ask how much that would be, and I got a price a lot higher than what I got from Rock Auto. So go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right locked on in the how did you hear about us box so they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, and all the parts your car will ever need at rockauto.com. The big thing about spring training is once the CBA is signed, obviously you're going to have that two-week sprint where the free agent signings happen, the trades happen, the Braves are either going to re-sign Freddie Freeman or they're going to trade for Matt Olson or something like that. Uh, You've got guys who have to work out their visas. If you don't have a start date for your job, you usually can't get a visa to come to the country. So a lot of international players are going to struggle to get in on time to make the first day of spring training when they have 10 days notice on when it is. But there's a couple questions we have about minor leaguers and how this is going to work. And the first one is guys who signed a minor league deal with an invite to major league spring training, what's going to happen to them? Because you signed a minor league deal, so they can go to spring training tomorrow. They can report to spring training. They'll be at AAA, obviously. And we already talked about how AAA rosters are going to be decimated because you're going to have so many AAA top prospects on 40-man rosters. So you'll see aggressive promotions. You'll see more guys taking minor league deals and you know maybe out of independent ball and things like that. Uh, but a guy who signs a minor league deal with an invite to Major League Spring Training, what does he do when Major League Spring Training starts a month into the minor league season? Does he leave the minor league team to go to spring training? To try to, in that three weeks, try to compete and earn a starting spot? Like, do you have a realistic chance at making an impact and making a, like, earning a job in that three week period? And then the thing to think about is if you'll remember from some of our conversations, major leaguers and minor leaguers, both of them are not paid in spring training. They get a per diem to cover food and stuff, but that's it. They usually have a place to stay too, but like, they're not, they're not paid in spring training. So your, your minor league free agent, you know, your guy who signs the minor league deal with an invite to major league spring training, he's not making a ton of money. And now he has to leave his minor league team to go to spring training, not get paid for it, try to earn a big league job in that compressed time frame, And if he can't, then go back to the AAA team. Like it just seems like we don't know what's going to happen. We haven't seen a situation like this where it was an owner-instituted lockout into the t- for beginning of the season with all of this. We don't know what's going to happen. So in yeah, 2020, we didn't have to deal with this because there were no minor league teams. There were no minor league seasons. So don't know what's going to happen there. And then the other thing that I don't know about is low A uses spring training sites. like So low A Southeast, all of the teams but one share the park with the major league organization spring training site. So how does that work? Do you kick minor league teams to the to the backfields so the major leaguers can play in the stadium? Do you put the major leaguers in the backfields and let the minor leaguers play in the stadium with 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 cameras and track band and everything? Like you either 
lose on like and these teams this is legitimate revenue they're going to lose they make money off spring training games so they're going to either hurt the attendance and the visibility of the team that is there most of the season in rookie ball or low you know low a or they're going to be hurt by sending the major leaguers to the backfields because you know and then obviously now you don't have the same amount of data collection you don't have the track man you don't have the rap soto you don't have the the high speed cameras and everything uh, to watch guys and see how they're doing as they adjust uh, from the extended layoff. The coaches haven't seen them. The medical staff hasn't seen them since December. So interesting kind of thing there. And Jupiter, Florida is going to be really interesting to me because Jupiter, Florida has the Marlins and the Cardinals. That's their spring training site. That's also uh, their extended spring training site. And that is the site of their of Loe Jupiter and Loe Palm Beach. So you possibly have six teams of guys trying to get working in one facility. So uh, MLB may have to make up some revenue by slapping some cameras in there and doing a re- reality show on this, where guys are like trying to book the ball, like book the ballpark for different events and different practices and games and scrimmages and all that. And then the other question when it comes to the complex league and spring training and all that is, what do you do in Arizona? Arizona is hot in the summer. Like it's, it feels great in March. It's fantastic in March. In May, it's a hundred degrees. In June or July, it's hundred and fifteen. And if you listen to last Tuesday's show, you'll know that I, I, uh, I told Josh Neighbors of Locked On Nationals my prediction is our season starts like July first. I hope I'm wrong, but like think about doing spring training in in June in Arizona. It is going to be incredibly hot. So do you send like? Even if you move the games to the night, all your morning work is still going to be hot and uncomfortable. It's still going to be hot for those games. So you've got guys that you, again, haven't seen since December. You're trying to make sure they're in playing shape. They're also sweating, you know, sweating their guts out over here because it's 110 degrees. Even if you play at nighttime, do you send them back to the big league cities and then institute travel for other organizations to come play them? I think it was 2020. A lot of them were at their major league parks. And then you got maybe a couple games against one of your geographically closest opponents. And then the season started. And you saw, honestly, how bad some pitchers and hitters looked when the season started. Because they only had three weeks and they didn't get a lot of outside work in before the pandemic like before the pandemic season started. So what do you do there? I don't really know more of the unknowns. And even though our spring our spring training is starting tomorrow we're still impacted by this lockout and we still have questions. If you have questions for the show, uh, reach out to me. I'm on Twitter at Crosby Baseball. The show's on Twitter at Locked On Farm. You can email us at LockedOnMovieProspects at gmail.com. We do mailbags at least every other Monday. We do have one coming up this upcoming Monday, so send your questions. If you're watching on YouTube, thank you. Um, doing us a favor and liking the show, subscribing to the channel really does help us a ton. It would mean a lot to me. Thank you. Um, if again, if you have questions, send those to us. We're going to be doing that later this week. We've got some great stuff coming. We're talking to our friends from Locked On Rockies. We're doing another College Baseball Tuesday. Really excited to talk to one of the top guys on the on the College Baseball Home Run Leaderboards, Brad Malm of the University of Albany baseball team. They're the Great Danes. Um, got some great stuff coming this week. But until then, this has been Locked On MLB Prospects. Um.